0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: On this episode of the Behind the Mask podcast, we sit down with the bachelors. Yes, the bachelors. Chris Randon and Eric Biggers. The transformation, yes, that's their book. It's all about mindset. It's about energy in life and how you turn that into momentum. They give great nuggets on that. Last but not least, they talk about the solutions, not the problems, but the solutions on fixing the race war and the racial tension we have here in America. Let's go behind the mask. Welcome back to another special edition of the Behind the Mask podcast. I am your host, Takeshi Spikes, joined alongside by my co-host, better known as the
0: your favorite plus size model, Tucson Ray, is in the building.
1: Two, what's happening, my brother? All is well. Listen, man, we, we, we got some special guests that stopped in on us today, man. And yeah. and uh, I cannot wait to introduce them to our following because we got a lot of cross intersections when we come to conversations, yeah. relationships. And it's a lot of stuff that we, ne- honestly, we never had the, the golden ass to do, but they did. <laughs> but without further ado, I want to welcome in Eric Bigger. He was on the 13th season of The Bachelorette. And... Also, Chris Randone, he was on the 14th season of The Bachelorette, ended up winning the fifth season of The Bachelor in Paradise. Guys,
2: welcome to the show. What's up, man? What's up, guys? Thanks for having us, Hold man. This is a positive. pleasure.
3: Thanks for having us. We're here, baby.
2: Yeah, we, go, go, go. We, we, we in here, man. We appreciate
1: you guys stopping by, checking up on us, and we just want to do a quick check-in, man. We're like, So so, what have been keeping you occupied throughout this COVID-19 times?
2: Oh man, uh, I mean, besides self-care and, and, and self-help, uh, getting in the gym, Eric and I, we came together and uh, we actually created a book, man. We were on the grind for about three months, just uh, writing in Google Docs, FaceTiming every day. We knew that there would be a lot of struggle uh, in this world because of isolation. we have been part of isolation before, and, you know, the, the idle minds, the devil's playground. So me and Eric wanted to come together and really do whatever we could um, just to help the masses, man, change your mindset and help change your energy.
3: And, yeah. OK, create change. If it doesn't challenge yeah. you, it doesn't change you, you know, and everybody has a story and everybody deserves to have a breakthrough to get on the other side of themselves in these different times in life. So I'm happy to be here on a mass podcast with my business partner and friend, Chris Randon and you guys. So thanks for having us and we're all about transformation.
1: Oh, good, bro. I, I appreciate the energy that you both bring, but before we get into that book, because I'm an author as well, so I really appreciate what you guys are doing. How did y'all come together and what was the interest that led you guys to, into becoming the reality TV stars on The Bachelorette?
3: Uh, I will, I'll start it off. Well, I met Chris, uh, Bachelor in Paradise, season five summer 2018. It was lit! Considered the villain. But make a long story short, um Chris and I connected. We talked. We spoke about a lot of different things, especially that surrounding uh self-help and personal development. And I was telling him about some ideas I had and he's like, look, bro, when it's all said and done, I'll help you. We'll figure something out and we'll work. And it took you know, two years, you know, thank God for for time, right? 2020 pandemic hit and we connected and um, we went from there.
2: Yeah, man, you know, we had, when we first met, we had like a lot of uh, common practices in our life, a lot of methodologies that we apply to our day to day. And Eric was like, you know, explaining his life to me. And I'm like, I kind of resonated with him and we connected and in all honesty, like when you have that sort of connection, you definitely don't want to lose it. And you know, from there, we just continued to friendship. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, he's one of my best friends now, man. So I'm, I'm very grateful to have him in my life. That's dope, man. Let me let me ask you this now. I, I guess I believe in love at first sight. But, you know,
0: <laughs> you, you guys talked about two years before, you know, everything came full circle. Do you really think you're capable of finding love in that short amount of time as, you know, a season of The
3: Bachelorette? Well, I'll, so I'll say this. The NBA has a bubble right now, right? Yeah. So The Bachelor has a bubble. And in that bubble, your only focus is the person, right? You don't have a phone. You don't have no outside distractions. You don't have anything but your heart, your mind, and the person. So, and then you have these big, big, you know, fantasy dates and trips. Like, I went to six countries on my season.
0: Ooh,
3: nice. So <laughs> nice. I was gone for 10 weeks, right? But it's so vetted because you're, you're, you're just tunnel vision, you're just focused on the person. And when you put two people together and they do all these amazing experiences and you're vulnerable and you're talking, the best comes out and you subconsciously, you fall for the person because it's like, you guys are connected. So from my experience, because I fell in love on the show for the first time in life, people are like, how? That doesn't make sense. It's like, well, all we have is time. I don't have a job to go to. I don't have nobody to talk to. I don't have social media. I have no distractions. My focus is the girl and the show and what we have going on. So what happens is if you're open enough, like I was open, love can happen for you. And some people go on the show for different reasons. I was just curious of why my why turned into love and my life has changed ever since. Even though I didn't win my season, I won because I fell in love, so
2: yeah. Yeah, I think the best way to put it is like the amount of time that you spend with someone is equivalent to like six months to 12 months dating in the real world. All you have is each other you wake up, you're with each other, you go to bed with each other, and all you have are those deep level conversations that maybe you wouldn't have after 10 or 12 dates in the real world. So everything is expedited, everything is heightened. And with that, that connection becomes deeper and stronger by the minute. So yes, you can fall in love that fast. I mean, you know, I definitely was someone who fell on that spectrum as well. And it's up to you if you wanna keep it going after the show or not. E, I wanna
1: to talk to you about this because you mentioned um, you specifically mentioned like you were able to last a long time and you got a great experience out of it. And the experience almost led to you winning, becoming one of the finalists in the end. And so you talked about, I fell in love for the first time, yes. which I find that <laughs> kind of hard to believe, but I, I'm, in <laughs> game, I'm in the game of That's being sold right
3: now. Hey, there we go, we don't want you. we not the non-believers, it's
1: good. But, but like, what did you take from that experience even though you did not win overall, you became a finalist, but you're still winning in life right now.
3: Well, you know, I'll give you a little backdrop on my history as, you know, just in life. You know, growing up, you know, I had emotional abandonment issues with my mom and just family, right? So it was hard for me to receive love from a woman as I got older because I didn't get it from my mom at an early age. So what I did was when I dated, I just gave love, right? I didn't know how to receive. So what the show did, it put me in a position where it was fight or flight, right? I was either going to open up and receive the love, or I was going to run from it. What I did my entire life. So I got to the point where I'm like, look, E, if you're going to be here on the show, we're going to go, we're going to go all the way, or we don't go at all. So you're going to surrender. You're going to open up. You're going to figure this thing out. And the show honestly was like free self therapy. You mean you have your producer, you have a therapist that's on the show, and you learn so much, so much about yourself. So I was open to the process. The process got me somewhere and love hit me, you know, at a beautiful time. And that's what It's Miracle Season is really about. Going through a transformational phase internally to getting something that's powerful, innate, like falling in love. So it, it just was one of those things It was the first time I've never experienced, but it was beautiful. Like I remember, I had visions in my head. Like I remember the moment, I remember everything. But what I'll say is love was the only thing I was missing from my spirit as a man to go on to the next level. Because after the show, all my dreams came true, you know? So it was all because I was open to a process that I didn't know anything about. And I let love in and love took me to the next level in life. And now I'm able to love myself more. I'm open to receive love, and I understand like balance in a relationship, and um, it just feels good to to have that experience and have it change my life and transform me into a better person.
0: That's that's dope, man. It's beautiful. Me, I'm looking at it like you know what I had somebody that in my past that say, you know what I want to move in another direction. Yeah. So it never made it to national TV though, no social media, none of that stuff. Chris, let me ask you. What type of pressure is that? Knowing what happened, you know, weeks or months ago, and essentially you're getting rejected, but now the whole world sees it. Good, seriously.
3: I'm gonna walk you out because you deserve that. And I don't,
2: I don't need like a walk out.
3: Well, I don't think you need anything, but I'm gonna give you that respect.
2: Honest with you, that's a great question because as men, we don't want to be rejected, yeah. right? Because I mean, there's that level of ego there. There's also the competition. There's also the, the thought of not feeling wanted. It could affect our confidence. It could, it, it could you know, really help us not believe in ourselves. So getting rejected on national TV, the way that you, know, you kind of process it after the, the, the whole thing goes down is, you know, how do I respond and react to this? Because how you respond and react really kind of defines who you are as a man moving forward. It's like Eric said, there's a lot of life lessons that we get in life. And one of those being rejection whether it's through a woman, whether it's through a job, whatever the case may be, rejection's kind of inevitable. But I think as long as you step up to the plate and at least shoot your shot, it doesn't matter because there's going to always be a lesson that you learn. And what you do with that lesson really kind of dictates what happens next in your journey.
1: Chris, you walked away as a winner and I'm pretty <laughs> sure like I, I really don't have any regrets, but Is it one thing that comes to mind that if you wish you could go back and you could change throughout the process, what would it be?
2: I think one thing that I would change is not taking it so serious. And and what I mean by that is, is, you know, you're in there and you take it so serious, like it's real life and everything that's happening, you take personal, you get defensive, you know, you treat it as a competition. And to be honest with you, if you just let it go and just have fun and, and just embrace everything rather than try to take anything personal, it'll really allow you to experience it at a higher level than, than, you know, really disabling yourself from getting the full experience.
0: I guess what I can appreciate from both of you guys is how you've, you you kind of transformed, moved on. Um, you said you were in love, you know what I'm saying, for the first time. That has to be major. So yeah. on the, in the aftermath, how do you deal with? seeing the person that you were in love with everywhere. She's moved on, she's dealing with somebody else. How how does that make you feel as a man?
3: (laughs) Well, I I mean, that's a great question because I think if you take the context out of it, you know, everybody, when we look at love, when we look at life, when we look at success, righteousness, we like to generalize what that means for everybody and it's different. So for me, prior to the show, my heart was broken, right? I didn't get that love from my mom the way i wanted or needed as a child but the love i got on the show actually filled my heart up where i was full so and then it was like i knew what i signed up for but i knew the love i got on the show was a spiritual gift for my life to carry on in 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 the future so it wasn't like oh my god like you know i hate you it was more like Yo, I want the best for you, I love you, I care about you, I understand this process, um, I get it. I'm not mad, my life has changed, I feel good. It's more of an agape love, unconditional love, and that's what I had for The Bachelor at Rachel Lindsay. And we had a beautiful time, I didn't end up with her, but my life changed, I got my miracle of falling in love for the first time, so I feel like the show for me was for me to experience love for for, for the first time, and it changed my life. So everybody' experience is different. I think when people think about heartbreak, or you don't end up with the person, they always think it is a like it was negative. Mine was a positive because everything that happened afterwards, it was it was like she helped me out. Thank you. And it, it was it wasn't like oh, I didn't feel no resistance. I, I was disappointed, of course, but I understood the big picture. And so to this day, I'm I'm happy with the decision. My life is amazing, and I'm and I'm thankful.
0: And talk about the book, and, and what does what that meant to you guys? You, you guys bring it up, and for the, for the listeners that don't know, give us a little insight on it.
3: Well, you know, just in general, right? You know, change your mindset, change your energy, change your life. A lot of times in life, we give our power away to the government, to a partner, to a business, to a career to whatever we believe we should, you know, cause we have identity crisis. We don't know who we are unless we have that thing, that person, that money, that car, that position on the field. And when that's taken from us, we don't know how to be ourselves. So this book is, is, is a tool that we want people to use to become their best self, to figure out who am I without the material things? Who am I without the relationship? Who am I with, without the career? Like who am I, who are you? So I, we want people to reclaim their power and stop giving it away. And a lot of times we are not who we think we are because we don't really know because we haven't really went through the internal process to get to the root of who we really are. And it, it, it's, it's a book with tools to help you live your best life, transformation. And it, this pandemic has caused a lot of ruckus and a lot of just negativity. And we want people to regain their power, become something, know who they are, and create magic for their future. No matter what's going on, you have the power and you can stand on it and you can own it.
2: Chris, you want to talk about it as well? Yeah, man, you know, the thing is, especially when it comes to men, we like to hold things in. Um, You know, one, because there's a level of trust with people that we want to talk to, especially when you're on a heightened scale and in the public eye. Um, But on another reason is because, You know, we want to be masculine. We we want to be dominant. We want to show strength. And, And a lot of us growing up, we were taught that strength is holding in our emotion and not crying and not letting it out. And we wanted to give something as far as a safe space for anyone to write out their problems, to go through different questions and exercises that maybe they've never even looked at before in their life to ask themselves. And what that allows you to do is first off is get rid of stored trauma in the body. and and allow you to move forward. Uh, There's a lot of things that prevent us from our higher self in this life. And that's only because we don't let go and we don't address things that we've come across, but rather hold it in. And so giving people that safe space and giving people an opportunity to just focus on themselves, allows them to reclaim their power and elevate themselves to a higher level.
0: And you've both been on national TV now, um, experience public heartbreak, have a book that's out. I think some of our followers want to know, how do you deal with all the women coming at your way? Because I know they're coming at you. You guys are t- you some handsome gentlemen, man. I know they're coming at y'all, so let's get to the dirt. How do y'all deal with all the attention?
3: Hey, hey, man, listen, it's a game. Hey, that hey, that, that is it crazy. Player. Hold on, let me let me
1: take my notes right
3: quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's a game, and if you understand it and you're a player, and then you play it, but it comes to the territory. Um, it comes with the space. Um, it is different. Uh, it can be overwhelming at times, but you know we give so much of our life on national television. We give so much of ourselves, and there is fruits of of that of of our labor. Like not just with women, just in life, with 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 uh, opportunities, with podcasts, with uh, meeting you know phenomenal people, having you know great invites to great you know adventures or whatever, but it's an experience within itself. Um, if you don't level and ground yourself, it can <laughs> make the <laughs> best of you. But it's 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 different, I'll say that.
2: I gotta be honest with you too. Um, so I've never got to live that sort of life yet because obviously right when my show ended, I was in paradise and then next thing you know, I was wifed up. So, you know, having that, you know, being in the public eye and, and you know, having the fruits of our labor, like Eric says, I've never had it up until recently where I haven't really started to give it much attention until probably like the last month or so or, or two, you know. And there's that little magnifying glass on Instagram. I'll tell you what, man, I, I've never uh, experienced it before. Until- page. Wow. Uh, hey, that hey. shit, it's so addictive, dog. Bro, oh my god. <laughs> Bro, hey, listen, I've been on there for four straight hours before. I'm looking at women in Pakistan, like I want to wipe them up. Like he I Like, all you do is you look at the story, you send them a little fire emoji because you got the blue check mark, and, <laughs> and, and you just pray to God one of them I love I am like, like Ray Allen in the DM, so it's got to go in. Got to go in, <laughs> buddy.
3: Laughter is
1: medicine. That was good. That was good. Hey, Amen. <laughs> no, bro. It was, uh, no, that was real, though. That's one thing nice. that w- you really took us behind the mask. On <laughs> yeah. Like for real, though, because, oh, man. Sometimes you get caught up on it and you'll be like, oh, my God. Goodness, I didn't I did not
2: realize God made us so beautiful and different. <laughs> Bro, I got an announcement, I got a little notification yesterday. Said your screen time is up 80%. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I, know, I know why. You gotta, I mean, get, you, you gotta get your thumbs a rest, man. I mean, I was, I, I was in Dubai last night for like two hours. What can I say? <laughs> it's like come hey. On. Hey.
1: I tell oh, you what. man.
3: God is great, man.
1: Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Women oh, are phenomenal. phenomenal. So, so we we talk about the fruits of the labor and how it brings so many things. So, what's that? Who is that one person which you would like to share that uh, maybe they're also known as a celebrity and that you open it up and you was like, "Damn, I'm getting their attention," or maybe you have one. Okay. It's a great opportunity for you to reach out to it now.
2: Oof. Wow! You wow, first good you, you go first. You
3: yeah,
2: I got to check the death chart real quick, man. Oh wow. Uh, I won't say names,
3: but man, the blue check, man. Man, it had have you looking like you the man. Uh, <laughs> man. I, it, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. I will say that. But here's the thing. There's a lot of blessings that come with it and a lot of other things that come with it that you can't prepare for that's negative a lot of resistance um a lot of it's it's just just a lot of different things that as a person an individual you just cannot prepare for and um but hey it changes your 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 life so uh i guess you take the good with the bad but i don't really have any names i just i'll say like
1: they know it (laughs) they they,
0: they were blue checks (laughs) (laughs) they
3: were blue checks Go straight hey. to the top of the comment section, hey, <laughs> with the eye emojis. Yep.
2: Yep. <laughs> I think um I think Eric told me this like two months ago, and he was like, "Listen, a lot of women will give you energy in some sort of way, right? And it might not be directly, but it could be subliminally." And um, <clears throat> I won't name any names either, but I will say that two days ago, uh, I had commented on this girl's picture. Right? Just a fire emoji, you know, nothing serious, but you know, check. Yeah, we check, check. Yeah. It sets, the, it sets It sets the tone yeah. and she liked it. And that was all the confirmation I needed because now she knows that I'm there somewhere. Like I'm in that energetic space. And now, you know, it's up to me whether or not I want to, you know, make another move or whatever the case may be. But as soon as you get the smallest glimpse of some sort of energy that they give off to you, they're not going to like it if they don't want to entertain it whatsoever, right? So, you know, you're just taking a run with it and whatever happens, happens.
0: Nice, man. I, I might need to go ahead and invest in that blue check, man. What you think, Spikes? What? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Damn, you blue check.
0: I like standing under the radar, man. You know what I'm saying? But uh, now we, we're all competitive nation, you know what I'm saying? So, and you guys have competed on national TV for the love of another woman. What are some of the best ways that females out there can't compete for your attention?
3: They can or can't?
0: They can't. How do how do they get
3: your attention? Substance, man, substance, substance, energy, intellect, um, conversation, um, just just perspective. You know, I, th- I want something real. I want I don't want something to tell me what I want to hear because of you. You think I'm a somebody? Like, no, treat me like you would treat everybody. But give me the respect. But also let me know that I can learn something from you. I like substance and energy and a person who values themselves, their mind, their body, and their soul. Um, who takes care of their internal being as much as their physical being? So that's, that's what I'm looking for, if that, if that answers the question.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, for me, and mental stimulation, I think, is number one now. I think if I was younger, I would probably say, you know, physicalities is first. But um, obviously, that's high up the list, don't get me wrong. But I think just having that deep-level conversation with a female, um, I think, is incredible. Why? Because... When you can connect deep on an emotional level, I think when you take it to the bedroom, it just really enhances it so much more. I think it gives it a whole nother experience. Um, And I think that's something special that you can share with with any female or just anyone in a relationship. So definitely that. And I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm a sucker for like meditation and yoga pants and, you know, the whole nine. So, I mean, yeah, (laughs) I love it. Spikes, what you,
1: what you know about them yoga pants, Spikes? Man, listen, I was introduced to them things about three years ago. <laughs> hey, man. What? That's the only wow, time. That's the only time I don't mind being first because that, that <laughs> the, the front view mirror is nice, <laughs> completely wow. nice. Now, nah, but what I, right, so us being people with status, you got athletes, entrepreneurs, entertainers, like yourself, celebrities. Uh, people look to us and they, they look for that motivation, that inspiration. What would you recommend to maybe the younger male who is looking to come up and who's inspired by seeing both of you guys, Chris and Eric, and they say, you know what? I want to take my career and look at going into reality TV, especially in this sector where they're trying to find love or spread hope to everybody who's looking for love.
2: Yeah, I would say be yourself, man. Like there's no reason to try to be someone else um, because at the end of the day, people are just, they'll accept you for who you are. If you are genuinely yourself, when you try to be someone else, you gotta try to maintain that. And also people can see that you're not genuine and that, that'll that just cause a disruption with where you're trying to go or with your goals. Um, so definitely be authentic, be genuine, be yourself. And then also is to just be fearless. Um, you can't entertain everyone in life um, not everyone will be a fan of you. Uh, not everyone will like you. Uh, however, though, always know that your happiness is what's most important, and you are in control of your own happiness. So, if you're, if if anyone, athlete, you know, entertainer, you're on TV, whatever the case may be, um, just always remember that you know your happiness comes first, and as long as you control that, I think you can thrive no matter what in life.
3: Well said. I mean, I, I would add. I would say, know what you want, but know why you want it, because I believe you have to be careful what you wish for, because you'll get it. And a lot of times, things are not what they seem. They look enticing, they look great, they look phenomenal, but when you get it, you might not have the same experience as you had for the emotion. So, like Chris said, be yourself, know yourself, and um, embrace the process, but know that there's a lot of, you know, challenges on your journey to get where you want to go, and you might not be ready for it. But that's part of the story. So be yourself, know yourself, and um, do the best you can. But do it because that's what you want to do, and not yeah. what you think you should do.
0: Yeah, no, oh, definitely. Eric, man, talk about miracle season. We hear you saying it a lot. Let let our viewers and our listeners know what what is miracle season to you.
3: Yeah. So, um, it's, it's miracle season. Is like a God given like download. So March thirteenth, two thousand seventeen. Um. I got called to go on the show, uh, it, was that, it was a Monday, I believe. It was a Monday. We are on national TV after the final roles where Rachel Lindsay had an opportunity to see four bachelors from her show. So I happened to be one of the bachelors. In my trailer at that time, my producer, shouts Out to Louie, um, It's Miracle Seasons, was just coming to me. He's like, hey, bud, I think you should say that. I'm like, for real? He's like, listen, you should say it. So I got on stage, I said, Rachel Lindsay, you from Dallas, I'm from Baltimore, Um, pleased to meet you. Um, What's meant to be will be, it's miracle season. And then we started dancing. It was like I hit a game-winning shot. So what happened in that moment was I was a foreshadow. I was foreshadowing love. So in the back end of the season, I fell in love. That was my miracle. So when I didn't win, it didn't bother me because the win was love. But I didn't know that until the end of the, the show, and I made it to the final uh, week. But it's miracle season. It's basically like when, you know, a uh, female, she's pregnant. It takes her nine months. And then through those nine months, it's a metamorphosis. It's uncomfortable. It's overwhelming. It's emotional. There's so many different things you got to go through. And then the baby is conceived, comes out. You know, you get the miracle on the back end. So a miracle is anything you're willing to have or go through to get your miracle because on the show, I got into The Bachelorette, I got into the guys in the house, I banged up my body, I wanted to go home, I had stressful moments, I wanted to give up, but I kept going, and I fell in love, and my life changed. And that's why it's miracle season. And that's how I had it.
1: That, I like that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a true story.
1: Yeah, bro, oh. drop, drop the mic. Chris, I wanna ask you this, the, you know, you guys mentioned your book, and you talked about why it's so important to you but what was that transformation like
2: uh, for
1: you? When did that transformation happen for you to when it resonated
2: and you was like, this is it? What happened was, is I got into my feelings. I I took things personal, I got defensive. And what I saw was, is I used to be 300 pounds, you know, in high school, right? I was a, I was an offensive lineman in high school. I was huge and I lost like 110 pounds, um, you know, in college. But what I saw was, was the weaker version of Chris who, Uh, you know, was back in that, I guess, that mentality of feeling defensive, um, you know, not feeling secure with myself. Um, A lot of insecurities just came out. And as I watched it back, I realized that there was a lot of work that I still needed to work on within myself, because it was clear as day that I didn't love myself. It was clear as day that I was just really beating myself up. And what that showcased was, you know, not the best of characteristics, um, you know, on national TV. So, Allowing to myself to accept that really allowed me to really move forward and do a lot of self development, a lot of self growth that has now changed my life, man. Like now, the way the perspective that I have on life is completely different from when I first got onto the show. So I'm extremely grateful that those flaws came out because I was able to transform.
0: It's dope, man. Dope, man. Let me ask you this, man. You you guys were on live a few months ago and you said something that resonates with me that's key when I talk about quite a bit. Um, you said, we have preconceived notions about people and we don't even know why. Why do you feel that's the case? And then also, how can we get over that in this climate that we're in right now in America?
2: Yeah, I
3: mean, you know, unconscious bias, you know, it's based on the environment we grew up in, uh, the things the people we look up to tell us or teach us. Uh we, we blind spots, right things we don't know that we believe in, that we believe in. And I think for, for things to change, right? Especially in the black community, for things to change, we have to change. We have to treat each other right. We have to respect each other. We have to love each other. It's like, if you and I are boys and we're out and I'm calling you out of your names and I'm talking to you reckless, and it's all fun and games. If a new member comes around and he sees me talking to you that way, he's gonna think it's okay for him to talk to you that day because you're allowing it to happen for me. So as a culture, we can't want people to treat us a certain way if we're not treating ourselves that way. And we want people to support black businesses, but the dollar only stays in the black community for six hours, why? Because we don't have enough information and knowledge. So I think we all have to question, uh, reevaluate, understand who we are, what we are, where we come from, because everybody that's, you know, black uh, in America doesn't have the same experience. Everybody didn't grow up the same. But I think we should pull you know, the curtain back and say, okay, what do I need to learn? Who am I, what do I believe in? When I see a person outside of my race, what is my perception and where does that come from? Who taught me that? Did my grandmother, did my mother, did my grandfather, my dad, like we gotta start questioning things we've learned over these past, however long people have been born, and start understanding where does those thoughts are coming from. And that's what this book is about, right? Like, why do I believe that? Where do those thoughts come from? Why do, I, why do I have trust issues? Why do I believe? Why do I feel entitled? Why do I play the victim? You know, I'm the victor. I'm not the victim. Um, why do I give my power away? So it's just like, it's things we don't know that we need to know. And I think it starts with talking and, and, and looking within and trying to understand the why. Because it's easy to say, yeah, look at slavery, look at this, look at that, but we don't really understand, look at you. What about your family history? You know, because a lot of stuff is passed down in the DNA. You know, I'm supposed to be a drug dealer. You know, I was raised by men that was in the streets. But no, I shifted that paradigm, we're not doing that. We're going to become athletes we're gonna become educated. We're going to write books. We're going to help the young men coming up behind us to be better, to be smarter, to be wiser, and be okay with that. So everyone just has to question their belief system and say why and where does it come from, and be open and listen to somebody else's perspective because a lot of times we take things personal because of our perception on things and not with the person, context of a person saying it. So I just think it starts with internal internal work. The hardest work we'll do in life is on ourselves that's the job you should go to every day the job of yourself if you can figure that job out and you master that you can have whatever you want in life because nothing is controlling you you understand where these thoughts and these pains and this trauma comes from because you've done the work you guys wouldn't have made it to the nfl if you didn't do the work but everybody wants to be in your position everybody want to be like you they don't want they don't know what y'all go through but y'all made it through y'all had to work yes.
1: right and, and chris Uh, One thing that I appreciated about the the conversation that you and E had was, uh, it was candid. And I thought it was right on time because you guys, it it, it happened at that time period. I wanna say it was right after George Floyd if I'm not mistaken. But I I love the collaboration and you came on and you talked about just uh, the guiltiness of just the privilege, of having privilege and everybody has some type of privilege. And how that plays into the equation as well? You care to expand more on that?
2: Yeah, I think um, a lot of people lack the awareness that white privilege has been in existence for quite some time, whether you realize it or not. But it's it's it, it goes deeper than that. Um, the 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 perception is a huge talk because in today's society, perception is a lot of people's reality, and we don't even know if that perception is actually true but it's what we want to believe and i strongly believe that racism still exists because people want it to um, and that's unfortunate and the thing is you know first is white privilege when when you see it in in a society is well well what can we do or, or how can things change i think the first thing is eric hit it right on the head is dig deep within yourself if if, if you're not digging deep and and asking yourself these deep rooted questions and trying to understand kind of how it is for people of color, um, in this nation and in this world, you know, first off, you're not going to be able to make a change in this world if you don't change yourself. Um, and, and that's something that people really need to look at deeper than it just being, you know, surface level. It's very deep rooted. And I think that, the perception is something that needs to change as well. I, I think Eric said something great. He, he, he mentioned, you know, I should be a drug dealer. Um, he was in that environment. People don't realize that when you're in an environment like the hood and, and you're around guns and you're around violence growing up, that's all they know. You can't fault someone for being around something their entire life and that's all they know. No one ever gave them guidance or direction or, or was able to show them a different side of life and that's the life that they've been in for so long. As you grow up from zero to seven years old, you're nothing but a robot, right? You're just processing and downloading all this information as a child. Then you also begin to behave and act based on your surroundings and the behaviors that are surrounding you. So in reality, a lot of individuals, I mean, basically all of us, who we are is essentially not who we are. We're, we're based, we're, we are based on what, how our upbringing was. And if you're able to go ahead and peel those layers back, like Eric mentioned, and, you know, ask yourself these questions and and dig deep, it allows you to kind of understand everything from a different perspective. A lot of people like to have a one-way level of thinking, and it's so unfair because first off, we're all human. We all came from the same way into this earth. There's nothing different between us, just based uh, just besides our skin color. So, you know, I hope that moving forward, um, we can really diminish this white privilege situation. And I mean, everyone deserves equal opportunity, no matter what, it, it really shouldn't matter. And the thing that bothers me the most, and I'll just say this real quick is, is, you know, people getting upset, it just makes no sense. I wrote a tweet this morning. Um, you know, people are getting upset at other people when those people have nothing to do with with their life and they're wasting their time and energy based on someone else or someone else's behaviors rather than putting that energy into themselves. And I think if we, uh, as, a, as, a, as a world, can just start working on ourselves, we can really alleviate this, this whole racism situation and come together as one, but we have to want it first to change ourselves. And I, I mean, that's just kind of how I see it.
1: I appreciate that perspective because there's only a few things in life that I truly believe that bring us, bring us all together, bring us together as one. Uh, I think it's three. One of them is food. The other is music. And then the third thing is sport. And so when we look at sport, especially with the football season, it's coming upon us. What, are your, what, what is your favorite team? I'm going to start with you, Chris, and I want to get to Eric after that. What, what's your favorite team coming up for the football season and what are you looking forward to?
2: Man, so, I mean, I've known you for quite some time because, I mean, I'm a Jets fan. So, I mean, you caused a little bit of disruption in that AFC AFC East for a little bit. Um, It's been a brutal, brutal upbringing for me being a Jets fan. Um, What am I looking forward to? I really admire um, the new wave of quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, I I, I really think these guys are revolutionizing the game. Um, I love it. I'm also looking forward to Tua down in Miami. Um, starting to get in in there behind the center. So looking at the quarterbacks, that's something. But another thing is, is um, I'm looking at Cam, man. I respect Cam Newton so much. I think that he gets uh, so much, I guess, negative publicity. But from what I've seen over the last five months is a man that's on a mission, is a man that's just in the zone. And to be quite honest with you, it looks like his energetic level is at at another vibration. And I feel bad for anyone that's going to be going up against him. Because let me tell you, when you have a chip on your shoulder, and you are in tune with yourself like that, he's gonna cause a huge disruption, man. And I'm looking forward to that. Even though I'm a Jets fan, I'm just really excited for Cam. And I, I think in all honesty, that this is gonna be probably one of his best seasons, no lie. Was just, I agree with your analysis too, Chris. Like it,
1: you're well-rounded. I, I, I've really been paying attention <laughs> to Tua down in Miami, because yeah. I think the faster that he becomes healed, People better watch out on the AFC East, including yeah. your Jets, Chris. Yeah. Eric, you up next. What's up?
3: Woo! Raven Nation. Raven flock, man. Baltimore, baby. Black and purple. Let's go. Lamar Jackson, if you can hear this, if you can see this, I believe in you. I know you can get it done. You must get it done. But I just need to get a playoff win. We just need a playoff win, LJ. Just a playoff win. Just one. Just let us know that you can get it done. But in all honesty, I'm just ready for sports in general. I think the, the world needs it. The yeah. fans need it. It's healing. It lifts us up. It gives us something to focus on. It gives us energy. Uh uh uh, 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 belief that something great can happen. I'm just, I just want, I just want to see a good season. Shouts out to Patrick Mahomes. Can't meet Newton his new job. I'm really looking forward to uh, Tom Brady down in uh, Tampa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah. I'm going for the Pats. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm rooting for, uh, you know, OBJ, Odell. You know, I I believe in this guy. I know he has the ability, I know he can make it out, but I just wanted to put some numbers on the board. And I'm going to be honest. I'm waiting for AB to come back in the league. I feel like he got something to prove. I feel like you put him on a team he gonna do numbers. You so, he gonna come back? Oh, yeah. I don't know if Ozzie Newsome is still over at the Ravens, but uh, <laughs> get the kid, get him over there. Get him over there. <laughs> him over there. I, I, can't, I can't really, you know, worry about the personal, but I know when to get on that field. <laughs> but you can't have the
1: football field yeah. without the personal though.
3: You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. hey, let that boy play what he do. Let him, let him, play, let him play ball, because he's something to watch, and I want to see him on the field this year, so. Those are my thoughts. Shouts
0: out to the Raves. Let's get it. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> so, as fans, though, like, Takiyo and I actually talked about this the other day. But as fans, how do you think the season is going to look with all the uh, rising cases of COVID 19? We don't know if half of the country is going back on lockdown. Like, what will this season look like?
2: Yeah. So, I think right now the NBA is kind of helping us understand the measures that they're putting in the protocol um and first off it gives us a way to measure how everything's going to look if the nba season starts if it starts off and it starts going as planned and everything's good and they have low testing positive cases i think what we'll see is a translation into the nfl now people talk about you know tackling and and obviously the physicality of the sport but here's the thing man is one i hate to say it but money is a big issue in the nfl right and at the end of the day, they're gonna do whatever they can to make sure that they get on TV and somehow they get at least 25% of the fans in the stands. I do think we'll see 25% fans in the stands in the NFL, and I think that we'll have a full season for sure.
3: I agree. <laughs> I, I think it's I think I think it's needed. Like I know you know with the basketball players talking about it's gonna cause a distraction. Nah, I don't think it's gonna cause a distraction, I think it's gonna help because players and Everybody on the field or on the court can use that platform. Like sports gives us hope, yeah. you know. Yeah. And we I look at it like this: we get more, we focus on, you know, we focus on a bad for so long, it's gonna be bad forever. So you need balance, yeah. You need equilibrium, you need the balance. So I'm here for football on um, to get started. Um, hopefully, we can get you guys uh on a big network talking about football, you know. I, I would love to see sure. that, you know, outside of the podcast. And uh, I think it's it's time, it's time, so yeah. we'll see.
1: Hey, bro, before we let y'all go, man, we appreciate the time, the expertise, and the analysis, too, from the football side. Very impressed, Chris, very yeah. impressed, E. I wanna know this, and our viewers would like to know, how can they keep up with you and also support your book again?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, so you can find our book now, the physical copies. Um, on Amazon uh, right now, there you go. Eric's showing it up right there. And uh, and then in about a month or so, it'll be in stores, but right now the, the physical copy is available online on Amazon, the book is called Transformation. And then where you can find us, I mean, at Chris Randone on Twitter, at Chris Randone on Instagram, it's pretty simple.
3: Yep, and you can find me on Instagram at Eric Bigger, Twitter, Eric underscore Bigger. Um, yeah, get the book. Transformation, change your mindset, change your energy, change your life. DM us, tweet us, talk to us. We want to help those. We're looking forward in the future to do some seminars and some pop ups, and we want to talk to the people. So yeah. we want to help the people evolve. Yeah.
0: So sure. we know we know a couple of blue checks, and
3: you just told them
0: <laughs> you just told them to DM you. So don't, listen, they coming your way, brother. <laughs>
3: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> All right, love. fellas, man. Appreciate the time. One love, fellas. Thank man, you, man. Take it. Care. It.
0: Bless you. I know you enjoyed this episode of the Behind the Mask podcast with Bachelorette Stars, Chris Randon, and Eric Bigger. Follow us on social media at the BTM Podcast and make sure you subscribe on YouTube as well. Engage with us. And ladies, if you want to slide in those DMs, shoot us a message. We'll make sure the guys get it.